Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major recording platforms with podcasts coming coming out four to five days a week. Today's podcast is going to be the standard format. I have a lot of stats today, specifically about Geno Smith and the Seahawks' defensive issues and miscues the last few weeks, or really to begin the start of, of the season. So with that being said, if you are new to the podcast or this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, if you enjoy the content, if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a rating on the podcast. All that helps me out a ton. And with that being said, thank you for your time out of your day for listening. And let's get straight into it, shall we? Around the world today, as we always start out with, is going to start out with uh, Tua Tungavailoa will speak with the investigators regarding his, con- his concussion protocol and whether or not it was followed to the letter of the law that is written by the NFL administration and health uh, health officials. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this, whether or not he's completely honest and truthful, whether or not he, because in the previous game after the Bengals lost, it was cited that he left the game with a lower leg or a lower body injury. They did not uh, c- uh, claim or disclose the fact that his concussion was the issue, let alone it was a different problem, but we go to find out that he was concussed in the previous game before he played on um, Sunday versus, uh, man, I'm just drawing a bell right now, uh, blank for some reason. But overall, scary scene overall this last week for for, for Tua. They will do everything in their power to try and make this right. I have seen a couple of health officials and administration have been relieved of their duties due to a lack and fail of uh, assessing and testing him properly. So we'll see what happens with that here in the next couple of days as they lead up. It has been announced that he will not play this week. Teddy Bridgewater will get the start for the Miami Dolphins. 49ers beat the Rams last night 24-9, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, 239 yards in the air, one touchdown. Debo Samuel, six receptions, 115 yards and a touchdown. Drake Greenlaw was really the man of the day between him and Debo Samuel. 15 total tackles for Dre Greenlaw yesterday. He got a recent contract extension with San Francisco 49ers. Glad to see him do that. Nick Bosa had had a couple sacks. Uh, Samson Abukam versus his, or Ibukam, however you want to say it, had his revenge game against his previous team in the Rams. He had two sacks as well yesterday and a a strip force fumble. So... 49ers defense looks real. It's just a matter of whether or not Jimmy G can steer, can steer the ship, and they got to find a running back that can stay healthy. Jeff Wilson was in there yesterday, provided 71 yards on the ground, but overall they go through running backs like people go through great value toilet to paper and never last long enough. Phillies clinched the playoff uh, first time in the last 11 years. They end their 11-year drought yesterday with a shutout win over the Houston Astros. Con- uh, congrats to Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, uh, Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Aaron Nola, Zach Elflin, all of the main vets on that team. Congratulations for all their hard work to getting into the big dance. Russell Wilson has been dealing with a minor shoulder issue uh, after his game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Should be good to go for Thursday Night Football versus the Colts this week. Uh, should be keeping an eye on this, obviously, for the implications of not only what it means for the Seahawks with the with the draft picks and everything like that after they did lose Javante Williams this week to or this year, excuse me, to a torn ACL, PCL, and MCL. Sounds like there's some structural damage to his kneecap, possibly. I hope and pray to God that's not the case because that could literally end his career and uh, kind of be like a Maurice Jones-Drew kind of an injury, and that would be very, very, very sad to see, especially with how good he has been in his short time in the NFL. 
Tony LaRussa will be stepping down from his managerial role for next season, citing health issues. I think this is a multifaceted issue, to be honest with you. This is my own personal opinion when I look at this. You look at how good the White Sox have played since Tony LaRussa stepped down. Night and day difference. They came into Seattle. They beat us around after we came in or we went into into their house last time or this last year. Uh, had like gale force wins. It was the craziest win game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, probably for um, most of all Mariners fans, I've never seen a wind like that before. Pushing the ball all over the place. J.P. Crawford looking like you know a little leaguer, which doesn't happen hardly ever. And uh, just overall sad. I mean, Tony has been a great coach for a long time. He's had multiple playoffs, multiple World Series, all that stuff, which is why the White Sox brought him in, especially with the talent that they have of Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez. Um, Luis Robert, they have plenty of talent, Dylan Cease, My Michael Kopech, the, the list goes on, but they have plenty of quality players, and it's just a matter of finding the right manager to go ahead and find and kind of use the pieces accordingly, and that's what makes great managers and upcoming ones that much more important, especially in today's baseball with the analytics. Pittsburgh Steelers announced they will be going with their first-round pick picket at quarterback for the remainder of the foreseeable season unless an injury or something happens, knock on wood. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was completely lackluster, very boring, very disappointing from all of his experience that he's had throughout the years. Unfortunately, he was not the correct draft pick for or correct quarterback for now multiple teams. His career seems to be dwindling down to a disappointing end. It's kind of a bummer to see. I was hoping Mitch was going to be able to bounce back in Pittsburgh. But uh, Chase Claypool has been a little bit, uh, not really, he's been a huge dud this season. Uh, they have just a crew of wide receivers, and I like George Pickens, and I like what they have with, with uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Pat Farfiremuth is a pretty good tight end. Uh, I don't know if Eric Ebron's still with that team or whatnot. Obviously, I saw the stat today, actually, speaking of Pittsburgh, that the P Pittsburgh Steelers have never won a singular game, or a, a single game, excuse me, not singular, a single game that their uh, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, has been out for. It just shows you how important and vital he is to their winning culture. That's going to be around the world for today. Uh, here we go for Mariners for you guys. And then after Mariners, we'll have a commercial ad break, and then we'll be back to it. Sam Haggerty left yesterday's game in apparent pain after a late slide attempt on a stolen base. Diagnosed with a left groin strain, he, he has been placed on the 10-day IL. Abraham Toro was recalled from AAA uh, as a corresponding move for that. Um, I got a couple questions about why Sam Haggerty was sent in this game. I normally don't. I try my best to not question Scott Service because I'm not a manager. It's not what I do. It's not my forte. But why would you send Haggerty so late in the, the game yesterday? Excuse me. Grant Haggerty is an energy, you know, quote, a spark plug kind of a player. You know, who brings the extra energy, having the switch inning bat, the elite uh, base skills or uh, stealing bases, provides great defense, above average batting uh, ability in general, uh, can play multiple different positions on, on the field. It just seemed like a questionable time to do this, especially with the importance and knowing that playoff baseball is coming up on Friday. And most likely we will be going to Toronto to have that happen. It seems kind of like an interesting or a... Uh, Peculiar choice by Scott to send Haggerty there. I understand they're trying to make you know something happen, and that's you know baseball for you. But just kind of been uh made my head scratch a little bit, especially with how much pain he was in. I was afraid he either broke his ankle or he had torn up his knee. But thankfully, thankfully, knock on wood again, 
that he uh, just has a mild groin strain. Uh, me dealing with groin issues, I know that these are so fin finicky and it's very difficult to figure out to figure out how well and quickly it will respond. Obviously, they and the Mariners have the top of the line uh, health and uh, just kind of the different. Uh, Machines and different options they have available to them to try and get these players ready as soon as possible. I want to talk a couple of minutes about George Kirby because he is uh, he is worrying me. George Kirby is worrying me a lot right now. Back-to-back -back starts for, for Kirby that were not the usual outings at all whatsoever. Control was way off. It was a considerable issue. Fastball velo has been down at least two miles an hour in back-to-back -back starts. He was, you know, 95 to 97. Now we're seeing 94 to 96. Um, some 93s in there also. And I don't know if maybe he's hitting the, the rookie wall, especially for the fact he's pitched more innings than he has ever in his career is definitely uh, something to keep an eye on, especially as we loom near closer towards the playoffs at the end of the week. Um, just, just concerning, you know, Kirby has made his, you know, his bread and, you know, his bread and taters or his, you know, his bread, his backbone of his career so far of a short career on controlling his, on um, the overall zone, quality pitches, good velo, great movement, but he locates better than almost anybody else in baseball. And he's been struggling with his command, which is something that's very odd. And the fact that it's been consistent now in back-to-back -back starts is definitely something to keep an eye on as we end of uh, as we towards as we end towards the end of the regular season and towards the playoffs at the end of the week. Oh, was it great to watch Julio yesterday? I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I was sitting there antsy, like like a kid on Christmas morning, just trying to watch, waiting for for Julio, waiting for six forty, six thirty, six forty, six thirty. Come on. Like, I'm ready to watch Julio. And he did not disappoint in the slightest. Came back after his idle stint. Showed he doesn't need any extra time to, quote, get right as the, you know, usual term goes. You know, Mitch and other players and uh, need usually need a little bit of time. Like, Gino also went his first day after uh, being off of the on the 10-day IL. You know, some players just need a, a extra time. Was not the case at all for Julio Rodriguez yesterday. Three for four on the day, double and a couple of singles, smacking the ball all over the, the field, hitting the ball with absolute authority. His energy was well needed, and it was just a huge breath of fresh air considering how it seems like it's been a, a month since we've seen him without Julio. It's been about two, 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 two plus weeks, and it's been the longest two weeks of the season for the Mariners without Julio Rodriguez considering all of the offensive woes and miscues in the slide as of lately. Matt Boyd is another great appearance yesterday, providing another long, long relief outing between him and Brash to kind of steady the ship. Brash has been really good uh, since he's came back in his relief role this season. I saw the stats on route last night about his 32, I believe it was 32 or 33 innings uh, as, a, as a reliever this year. He's been absolutely nails. Um, which has been great to see. He's got electric stuff, and especially if they can find a way to somehow recraft him back into a starting pitcher, or if you want to keep in a bullpen role, that's fine. But obviously, you know, having that weapon inside inside the bullpen is a huge help and a huge boost for Scott and the and uh, Pete Wood Woodworth. Um, but overall, I'll be hope, be curious to see if they keep him in that role. I would anticipate they're going to try and stretch, uh, strengthen him, or relieving him back out to normal of starting pitcher role, which is what he was previously. But um, if they want to keep him in a long relief role, so be it. I'm, I'm cool with it. It's just finding a way to keep Matt Brash on this team or pitching as often as possible when he's ready to go is a huge boost. Doubleheader today for the Mariners. 
Flexen will be on the on the bump for game one today. Uh, bullpen will be taking the majority of game two. Justice stuff. Uh, Justice Sheffield, if I can talk today, will be starting game two for for the Mariners. Marco was slotted to pitch today in game two, but he was scratched and he will pitch tomorrow instead. And he'll be a little bit of a cleanup role, trying to give the bullpen guys a day off. So you'll probably see uh, Marco, uh, maybe Matt Boyd again today. Or, uh, on Wednesday, considering he hopefully he can get a day off today and the double header, fingers crossed on that. Uh, maybe you'll see a little, Eric, a little Eric Swanson in there, Penn Murphy, maybe a little Diego Castillo, the guys who haven't gotten some work the last couple of days. But we will see all of that as we loom closer towards the double header as it starts today at 310 for first pitch. You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but um, do you enjoy quality? clean energy do you crash hard after a midday coffee like maybe you think i need another maybe i need a cup of tea maybe i should go grab a soda uh maybe you should just check out w energy w energy is a keto friendly energy option for those who need a little pick me up through the long work day no midday crashes or jitters w energy provides a boost of tasty crash free energy to help you conquer the busy day free of artificial colors and dyes and it's even what sugar free Use code WSS to get 10% off your order today. Again, use code WSS in caps to get 10% off your order today and get you a little kickstart for the rest of your week. And with that being said, for the commercial break, let's hop into Seahawks stuff today. Well, Disley, a couple stats for you guys today. I got lots and lots and lots of stats for Seahawks today. Kind of give you a picture of what I'm looking at and what I'm focusing on for this week as we face off against the New Orleans Saints. Will Disley is tied for first in tight end reception touchdowns this year with three. Uh, we're at the quarter mark of the season. Geno Smith's odds to win comeback player of the year is now 22 to 1. Saquon Barkley is still leading the ship in that as he's having a tremendous start to the season after all of his injuries the last couple of years. Seattle Seahawks defense. This is not going to be fun to talk about, but this is what I do here. Hawks defense has allowed an NFL high 16 plays of 25 yards. 12 runs of 12 plus yards are fifth most in the NFL. 26, 26 completions of 16 plus yards are tied for second most in the NFL. They rank last in yards allowed per play. This defense is just porous. They're a sieve. They're allowing everything possible to happen at all the physical times. It cannot, you know, I feel like I'm talking, you know, I'm barking up a tree right now, right? If anybody's been watching the Seahawks this year, we all know the defense has not been great. Obviously, watching Tariq Wollin get a couple of picks has been exciting. Uchana Wosu has been a fantastic addition. Um, Boy, Mafe's had really, really, really good opportunities. Obviously, Jordan Brooks is doing Jordan Brooks things. Josh Jones has been bad in the back corner this so far of the season. Uh, Pete Carroll did stay on the Brock and Salk show. They will be having some personnel uh, battles throughout week this week. I will be curious to see if somebody slots in for Josh Jones. Maybe this is his last opportunity. I don't know. Obviously, we'll see what happens as we get through closer throughout the week towards Sunday to get an idea of what they are looking at, especially in the back end of this defense. Tackling is a massive problem. It's been a problem all year so far. They can't tackle anybody. They can't wrap up running backs. Cordell Patterson ran all over them. Granted, he did end up going on uh, IR today. Uh, I believe it was either this morning or late last night with a knee injury that he sustained in, at, uh, in the game versus Seattle. So... Uh, the big concern right now, we came away, or we yeah, we came away on third downs four four out of ten, which is which is doable, right? That's not bad. 
But the fact that the Seahawks lead the NFL in yards and on drive per offense is great. But the last in NFL in yards allowed on, on uh, per drive on defense is putrid. So, essentially, all of the great things that our offense has been able to do with Geno Smith, I'm going to break down to Geno's first quarter of the season here in a minute. Um, Geno's been doing a great job. We all see this, right? Checkdowns, very, very, very efficient passing game. The offensive line has been really good, probably as good as we could ever hope for with two rookie tackles on left and right side between Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. Um, Damian Lewis has been having a nice little bounce back season. He's been battling a couple of injuries. I thought Austin Blythe stepped up pretty good last week. But this defense has to figure out a way to pull their heads out of their you-know-what and look at, look at each other and say, this isn't good enough. This is not good enough. This is not an acceptable you know, measure and standard of how Seahawks play defense. If we had a mid-team or a middle-of-the-road of rated uh, defense right now, the Seahawks would have three wins right now. And we'd be number, we would be in first place out of the NFC West and be shocking the entire world after everybody. Dan Orlovsky, um, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, Colin Cowherd, uh, um, you know, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, everybody. All of all, every single mainstay, besides for, I think, the only one I didn't hear talk poorly about Geno Smith was uh, Lance Riddick, that they all said Geno's bad. Geno's not going to be able to do anything. I don't know what the Seahawks are trying are trying to pull. Well, here's some fun facts about what has been being pulled and what's been going on in Seattle for the first quarter mark of the season. Geno Smith has more passing yards with 1,037. Those passing yards are more than Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Jackson, uh, Kyler Murray, and Kirk Cousins, right? So you have one, two, three passers with Rodgers, Wilson, and Jackson, and possibly Stafford, right? Because Stafford had a lot of yards last year that are preferably known for throwing the football all over the yard. But yet Geno Smith has more passing yards than all of those guys, right? His stats, QBR, 72.4, fifth best. Passing rating, uh, passing rating, excuse me, 108, third best. Pro Football Focus rating, which I don't know a whole lot about. It's Pro Football Focus. They have their own al- their own algorithms and la 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 fancy stuff. Uh, 84.5, first passing yards, 1037, eighth completion percentage, 77.3, first touchdown passes, six, fifth. We are seeing Geno Smith fully utilize Shane Waldron's offense for the first time. Of all, right now, all the teams in the NFC West are 2-2. Two and two. It's truly anybody's conference right now. The screen game is still a struggle in, the, in this offense, but utilizing the, the tight ends as they have so far this season, taking advantage of the middle of the, the field, which hasn't been done in God knows how long, taking what the defense simply gives you, not forcing the ball down the field like Russell Wilson's done for how many years. And I'm not just trying to slam Russell Wilson, but these are facts. If you've been watching Seahawks football, you would know how the games are won and lost, right? For years, we have seen quarterbacks like Colt, Colt, uh, what's, I can't think of it. I can't even read my own handwriting. That's bad. Backup, backup quarterback for, for the Cardinals last year, uh, beat the Hawks with a similar approach on offense, utilizing his, his tight ends in space, Zach Ertz, bootleg rolls to, to, to eat to either side. When the opportunity presents itself for check down passes for four to six yards, that is being utilized. Finally, as Pete said on the Brock and Salk show Monday, Gino is quote a system guy. He doesn't go outside of himself to try and make a play. He takes what, what the defense offers and gives him and finds a way to exploit uh, coverage mistakes, something we haven't seen in a long time. Obviously, Russell K- 
capitalize on many mistakes. He throws one of the best DD balls in football, but he utilizes and plays one style of football, and it's called backyard football. It's very simple. He's going to you know, wait for the play to break down and then make something happen and then hope that either the person catches the ball or the offensive line can hold up long enough, which is why we saw all the conversations between him and Dwayne Brown for all those years. All right, we're walking it off, everybody. With a doubleheader uh, coming up today, the Mariners will be resting. Their main players getting ready for the big game Friday. Anticipate plenty of playing time for Luis Torrens and Kirk Casale. Luis Torrens was taking reps at third and second base this morning. Uh, Kirk Casale will be catching a lot to give Cal Raleigh as much time to rest and heal his jammed thumb as possible. Uh, this is a big opportunity today for, for Chris Flexen to show up and continue his dominant year versus the Detroit Tigers. Injury report should be out sometime tomorrow for the Hawks. Be curious to see what it looks like to, be, to start the week as we head down to uh, New Orleans to play the Saints this week. Appreciate, appreciate you guys so much for bearing with me today. I've been having a little bit of a tongue twister day today. A little too much coffee, but... Uh, I still want to get this podcast out for you guys today. If you guys enjoyed the content today and the overall conversation, if you haven't already, please do subscribe, leave a rating on the podcast, uh, hit the bell down below. So when I do these podcasts, it goes straight to your phone for your convenience. Uh, if you can share this podcast on any platform possible, the link would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Tuesday day. And most of all, see us rise. Go Hawks. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.